Welcome to the CXR channel, our premier podcast for talent acquisition and talent management. Listen in as the CXR community discusses a wide range of topics focused on attracting, engaging, and retaining the best talent. We're glad you're here. I'm Chris White. I'm the president of Career Crossroads. I am your host uh, for today's CXR podcast. I'm super excited to be joined by Lauren Sargent with Stories Inc. She's a partner there. And Lauren, you're in, I think we were just talking about this in the green room. You're in DC, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, which has, were we saying a similar weather? I'm in Austin. It has similar weather to Austin or it's, you, <laughs> it's close. I would love, I would love to say that, but uh, today it's not 48 like it is in Austin, but today was, a, is surprisingly uh, nice out after days of like frigid, don't you dare go outside without like being totally loaded up. Today is kind of like a, eh, maybe it's just your jacket. You so I, that. <laughs> well, that, I think that's pretty good. I actually have a trip coming up uh, to go see the Northern Lights. And I'm very excited. It's in a couple of weeks. We've planned it at this time of year because of the, um, the, the amount of darkness versus, you know, daylight yeah. to be able to see them. So it's a bucket list item, but it is supposed to be minus 20 uh, oh my God. And I feel like I'm, I'm in fear of my soul freezing. <laughs> that is the stage in which You'll be able to see it. You'll breathe it out and see yeah. it. Yeah. And then, frozen. And then, yeah. Do you, do you put it in your jacket? And then yeah, where do you, with you, the where do you put your soul? I don't know when it freezes, where do you put your soul? You know? And like, I like to think, uh, I were taught this in the green room too. I'm from Cleveland. So I love to think like, Oh, cold weather, no big deal. But when you said negative 20 degrees, my whole soul just froze from the yeah, it's, like, it's like do you want to breathe your soul out yeah, yeah like that is <laughs> negative 20 man that is crazy but, but good for lights. you yeah the lights yeah. we'll get yes. to see the lights and bucket list plus story experience like that sounds like an experience it's all like an we'll adventure see. we'll see yeah. i've never been it's we're going to fairbanks to do it so we'll see we'll see how it goes there might be some oh. dog mushing that could be fun yeah. too oh very cool Lord, for those who don't know you, uh, obviously I said, where are you working? But why don't you give us what I like to call the escalator pitch of who is Lauren Sargent? Tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been in the space and, and kind of what you do. And then tell it, you know what? Give us some Stories Inc. spiel. What, what the heck oh. is Stories Inc.? Okay, I can do that. I'm, uh, I'm Lauren Sargent. I'm a co-founder and partner at Stories Inc. And um, prior to Stories Inc., I was in recruiting for about eight years. And I used to say like everything recruiting. So contingency and then executive search and then corporate before quitting my job to found uh, co-found Stories Inc. with my partner, Scott. Um, Stories Inc. is a employer branding and um, group marketing content creation company. And uh, we, our whole premise is that employee stories are the thing. That's the thing that really gives clarity to candidates. Um, yeah. What else about me? I got, I've got two kids. I'm in DC. I'm um a little weird, quirky. <laughs> uh, let's see, what else about me? Uh, yeah, I'm probably going to die in DC. I love it. I'm from Ohio, <laughs> but I love it here. <laughs> probably even in my house. Um, okay. yeah, so that's, in that's... that house, you love that house so much in that city. You're, you're going nowhere. I don't know, I'm kind of a creature of habit. I mean, over COVID, that's the kind of thing where like, you know, you start to notice things about your house. And so I've done little things that have made it really my own, even though I've lived here 10 years, the last like six months has really been clutch because it's like exactly everything that I see is like something that I've even replacing the doorknobs, you know, just the things that you do in COVID where you're like, I can't deal with this anymore. I've been in here too long. I got to switch it up. 
So, so, so yeah. okay. So it's a good thing. You love your house so much because yeah. you've been in it quite a bit Yeah. for yeah. the last two years. I could have gone the opposite way, you know, yeah. could have moved. Can't stand it anymore. More like that, well, that, a lot of people did that. I moved twice during COVID. Did you really? Oh, did. wow. Did. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. That's like constant change. And well, good for you. You did the opposite of what I did. So that's, how did that work out? Well, I'll let you know, I'm getting ready to move again. Really? So, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that brings, that kind of brings us to our topic of, of we're both in jobs where uh, we have a very flexible uh, opportunity, like a very flexible calendar, right? The opportunity to sort of work when we want a little bit, we can move that around a little bit. So uh, that, and that's why we invited you on the show to talk a little bit about what you guys have done uh, from a flexibility standpoint. So, so why don't you kick us off there? Do you have an opinion of what a flexible workforce should look like? Yeah, I think, you know, it just, so many factors depend on who works for your company and what you view, you know, the ultimate experience and productivity and all those great things. But for us, I mean, we, um, prior to COVID, we experimented with a four-day work week you know, in, during the summers only. And it worked out really well. Um, but I have to tell you, I think even though I've been reading about progressive companies and working with progressive companies and what's the best in culture and those types of practices for a long time, I'm still pretty old school. So even when we had you know, experimented and it worked out great in the summer, I didn't necessarily have the thought of let's go make this happen. Um, full time yeah. until, um, you know, just before COVID, probably three, three months before COVID, a uh, senior leader at Story said, why don't we do this the whole year round? It's like, oh, I guess we could, should we? That seems crazy, even though it's not crazy for a lot of companies. But for me, it seemed like a really nutty thing to do, but we haven't looked back since then. And then- well- I, yeah. I got to ask though, I got to ask. So what's a four day work week look like? Does that mean now instead of working nine hour days or 10 hour days, five days a week, you're working 15 hour days, four days a week? Like what, what is, what do, are, you, are you losing productivity? What happens? Where yeah. do the hours go? That's a great question. And, and really for our company, I'm getting a little bit specific. We're almost split in two where half of us, I'm on the sales and marketing team working with progressive prospective customers and the other half are actually doing the project, doing the work and working with clients. So that's also two different kind of job categories. And then applying a four-day work week on that, like what is your hour, what does your day look like? So I'd say on the sales and marketing side, it's definitely a four-day work week. But if uh, someone needs to meet with us on a Friday, you know, we could probably make that work. But on the um, client side, we've had really, you know, no problem transitioning to four days that are about, you know, eight or nine hour days and mm-hmm. totally off on Fridays. Um, so yeah, it's actually like an eight or nine hour day for four, four days a week. And then the fifth day really is we close the office. So not only are there no internal meetings, we actually close the office down. Like it's with the exception of putting something in Slack or we have, you know, we have like a yay channel in Slack and we have a daily snapshots, you know, where we love on Fridays to show all the things that we're doing on that Friday. We don't, uh, talk to each other unless it's critical. <laughs> so really, it really so you, get, you really do shut down. We really do. Uh, for the most part, right? Like an 80, 80, 90% shutdown. Yeah. And I've got to tell you, the other thing is, you know, there's that thought of if you have a four day work week, is it added flexibility to say you choose like for your team? Oh, you choose. You don't want to work Mondays. And that was a thought we had, but because we had experimented with the summer, I already knew that it's actually not um, a full day off when you feel like people are waiting on you. Yeah. So on a Friday, if you're the, 
you know, only one not working, you, you feel like you are, there's still that, like that thing in your head. That's like, Oh, is someone waiting on me or people talking about work and I should be part of this discussion, but don't want to bother me. So the best option was just to close, pick the day, close it down, you know, close that day down. That's a really good point, Lauren, because you hear a lot of people talking about flexible work and letting people kind of decide their own schedules. But is could that just devil's advocate? But could that be why a lot of organizations uh, kind of scoff at that? Like it, it doesn't really take off. It doesn't work because of the conflicting. I, I want my Mondays off. You want your Wednesday. Somebody else takes mm-hmm. Friday. I mean, that's some scheduling. That's some scheduling nightmare material there. Yeah. And also just mentally, like you feel like you're not really taking the day off. You're still thinking about work because it's work is still happening at your company and you're like not there. You're missing it. Kind of like, you know, it's been tough sometimes for me in recent years to take a vacation because you feel like, oh, but there's that one thing. But wait, I just need to make sure this comes through, you know, so it really is helpful to to shut it down because then even mentally, you know, you're still connected well, and look, I'm a fan of Slack and I think Slack started and I think their mantra, if I remember right, was going to like, we're going to be the death of email. Yeah. But I have to tell you, like everybody that I talk to, especially those who are like off, right. Or we're out or out and about Slack seems to be the death of downtime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know. And I was, I was just, because I knew I wanted to be, you know, to talk, even though I'm living the four day work day life, you know, and I'm a leader that's made that happen for our company. I still wanted to make sure I had, cause I knew I was gonna be talking with you about it. I wanted to make sure I had done some research. And I saw this like really interesting thing that in the 1920s an economist um, predicted that by 2030, we'd all be working 15 hour work weeks. And that was really interesting because you know, they didn't know all the things, but I'm like, he didn't realize it's the opposite. He was thinking all this like innovation, like is going to mean that we're doing less physical labor, which is probably sure. true, but it's actually, you know, no, it's always on, you know, the, the technological advances are that cause it's on your phone. It's in your pocket. You feel it. You don't, you know, it's like, it's constantly. Well, that phone. was kind of, that was kind of the bullshit factor that came up during the pandemic. Oh my gosh, we're all going to go home and yeah. we're going to be able to be around the kids more. And we're going to be able to do this more. And like yeah. everybody ended up working way more hours. Oh. And at first I think, and you, and tell me if you disagree, but at first I think we justified it by, by and large, those who were commuting said, well, these were my commuting times anyway, it's fine. And then I think that creeped out. And then we lost that commute time that was our regenerate. And yeah. now, yeah. Uh, now we've got laptops on the couch uh, after dinner now, like it's, I think it's worse than it's ever been. Yeah. Not only is it like constant, but there's no, it's like distracted hours. That was what was so hard. Cause I have small little kids where I'm working a lot, but the work quality is not, uh, good. And it's also not thorough because you're doing 15 things at once, yeah. you know? So that's also, you know, I would just also say that that is a argument for the uh, four day work week, because on our Fridays, you know, which we have off, I don't consider this work at all, but my business partner, Scott, I mean, we're also very close friends. We've been building a business together for 10 years almost. You know, we go for hikes in the morning on Fridays together just because sure it's, it's social, but it's, and it is work because we talk about work, but it's more of like idea stuff. The things that you can't actually do during the four day works, you know, four day weeks when you're like crushing it in the details, like you can't necessarily think strategically. So I know that was what was really uh, lots of things are hard about COVID. But one was just the the expecting to, you know, you're working more, but also your brain's divided and your attention's divided. Um, yeah. So you're working longer and not better at all. 
Yeah. So, so from what you've learned, you feel, you feel oh, this is a two-part question. So do you feel like you are, if, if not that you have nailed it, do you feel like you are successfully working towards a more productive uh, work experience and, and in this you know, next iteration of stories, uh, four-day work week? Do you, do you feel like you're kind of getting there? You're, you're figuring it out? I do. I do think so. And I, I feel like there are real reasons. So I don't want to say like, I'm justifying it by, I think that it's really, I know it's really working. Our retention is great. We're all happier. Um, we do, you know, like I mentioned the Slack channel on, on, on Fridays and doing daily snapshots, but we share a lot about what's happening. Like on our lives, we're, we're encouraging people to live their full lives and, and do things on Fridays. Yeah. Um, but I'd say also when you're doing client work, um, that can be intense. And I think you do need a day. <laughs> oh, you're going to be on, on four days. Yeah. <laughs> like you're going to be on. And like, that's a lot required of you to be, you know, and then I'd say even just as a company leader needing to think of what's next or brainstorm or, you know, digest what's happening in the business. And as, you know, this whole crazy two years has, have been how, you know, by reacting, by not doing so in the moment, but actually having time to think, I think those Fridays have been critical. Um, in addition to doing, you know, doing the things that you need to do or want to do in your life, but even from the work, kind of like, you know, we were talking earlier about the things that happen in the shower, things that you're not even thinking about work, but you're allowed to, um, there's some creative bursts that come from having that, like not being locked down in the weeds for, you know, yep. five days a week. Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. agree with that. Well, I think it's a pro we have to figure it out. It's a process, right? We're learning yeah. as we go. Uh, it's all right, great so for talent attraction too. Like we've just recruited, you know, and for a small company to be, everybody's recruiting everybody, <laughs> but us having a four day work week allowed us to have a lot of conversations, you know, to start a lot of conversations with candidates that may not have considered a company our size. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no doubt. Let me, let me ask you, so take us out with, um, sort of your lesson, your biggest lesson learned or your, your biggest sort of uh, piece of advice for talent acquisition leaders who are, who are trying to figure out how to, how to have a, not necessarily a four-day work week, but a more flexible, more productive work week as we're in our 25th, 26th month of figuring out how to work from home, try to be balanced, manage a team, manage a family, manage the dog. I mean, at, like all of it together, like what would you, what would you tell them? How, how should they sort of approach that? Or what was a big lesson for you to sort of get there or in that direction you're headed? Yeah. Close the office, even if it's for a few hours and you also leave. It's not helpful. <laughs> yeah. It's not helpful if you're like, oh, we don't work Fridays, but here I am sending emails all day and you can see me doing work things. That is not, that is so stressful for your team. So I'd say, even if you can't do it for a day, take hours, close the office, nothing should happen. Give real time off. You know, there's also that like, um, we have unlimited vacation, which uh, is, a tr is a trap because <laughs> um, in a way, because if you're not telling people you actually have to take three weeks or give them a minimum, then it's almost like sometimes it never happens. Yep. Um, so I'd say that would be one advice, even just for a few hours, like you also shut shut it down. Do not, you know, be sending emails and doing those things and making people feel weird about it, like shut it down. Um, and I'd say also like prioritizing that time to think and be creative and read something that might apply or, um, you know, a day that you think I, I, that's been really, um, I really needed that. I didn't know I needed it until, you know, it's almost not too late, but it's, you know, you're in the thick of COVID, of COVID. you're like, oh, I really need a 
really need some space to myself to think things through. So I'd say that it's it's beneficial for all, and especially for leaders. Nice. I love that. I think so, sort of intent with that, I think we've seen a couple of leaders. We we now do it to at CXR. It's almost a, a no camera operations day. Oh. So you're not off, but it is a day to sort of, and I hate to use this phrase, I'm going to do it to hunker down yeah. and work on a few things where you don't have to worry about the camera being on. You don't have to worry about your, you know, your office presence, but that you can really focus on some of those big ideas. And I think that sort of sits nicely with what you're saying. Yeah. It's, it's, I just saw a meme the other day. Um, which was hysterical. It was like 2020, at least it resonated with me. It's like 2020, smiling on Zoom, commiserating, you know, oh, you're on mute. And then this <laughs> three, three cups of tea, this is, you know, 2021 was like 12 cups of tea. No, seriously, you're on mute, you know, like tense video and 2022 is like video off. It's one button. You know, that's what they were saying. <laughs> Inner coffee in the veins. I don't know. I think it's getting a little bit better, but it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's been, it's interesting. I'll find that yeah. in too. It's funny. Yeah. It's making it a comeback. I think sweatpants yeah. are slowly phasing out again, maybe <laughs> and we're getting back to putting pants on during the day. Uh, camera time's down to 50%. I love it. Lauren, yeah. thank you so much. We definitely going to have to have you on. We really appreciate your insight. We're so glad that you made time for us. Uh, and we just appreciate you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It was great to be here. All right, everybody, you know where we're at at cxr.work slash podcast. You can subscribe to us on every stinking thing you listen to the podcast on. So we're happy to have you there. And until then, we'll see you out on the community site at cxr.works. Thanks for listening to the CXR channel. Please subscribe to CXR on your favorite podcast resource and leave us a review while you're at it. Learn more about CXR at our website, cxr.works, facebook.com and twitter.com slash career crossroads and on Instagram at career X roads. We'll catch you next time.